Hey everybody and welcome to this clinical insight on do your shoes matter. Uh, this is a topic that I've been interested in for quite some time. Um, we've done a few podcasts around it. There's a lot of varying opinions on it. Uh, but the reason I brought it up again for this clinical insight is I was listening to a Freakonomics uh podcast uh, episode 296 it was a rebroadcast that came out in mid-may um, been out for a while about talking about shoes and uh, Stephen Dubner the host has kind of gone to the fact that shoes in their mostly current form are probably pretty bad and hard on your feet and talks to a lot of different people about that researchers um, evolutionary scientists and tries to talk figure out if there really is truly a right answer on what is the best shoe and if what we've done in advancing technology of shoes has actually hurt our feet and our evolution there's some really interesting arguments in that podcast so i highly recommend checking that out so kind of the premise of this insight is is there such thing as the quote-unquote right shoe and if you've listened to us especially more recently I think what it ultimately always comes back to is, well, it depends. It all depends on what your goal is, where you're at, where your foot health is at, how your lower joints feel in terms of your ankle and your knees and up to your hips. Uh, that's another discussion we've had that will probably turn into an episode here is, you know, foot up, hip down. Does one make more of a difference in terms of just the control of your lower leg? So one thing that they argue in this Freakonomics podcast is, you know, obviously through evolution, we evolved to be standing and how we're walking and how is that meant for us on how we're supposed to run and when along the way did we as a species, as technology advanced, decide that we needed this big cushioned heel to run on our heel and roll through our foot as is kind of the general information that we get as you pick up running. Now, there's a lot of things out there, and we've done some talking on this on different forms of running, looking at forefoot running, midfoot strike, kind of a combination of both, and how those don't require as much padding, um, and you don't need a big heel and cushion on your shoe in order to run that way because you're able to use your legs and the muscles as more of a spring and shock absorber as you're going through the running motion. And so another point that gets brought up is, you know, for just our evolution after we're actually born is looking at children. They spend most of their time barefoot as they get growing up. They're always in the house barefoot or just in socks and that's how they're outside playing. That's how they learn to run typically as they're figuring out how to walk is barefoot. Um, we're not necessarily putting them in these big, you know, running shoes with this big bulky heel that early in their life. So then why do we put them in these big bulky shoes with this thick heel that ultimately then changes their entire mechanical setup? And there's a lot of people that would argue that that is not the way to go if you can avoid it because you're kind of messing with the natural development of the child just in terms of how they're actually moving 
through uh, their progression of learning to walk and run. And now you're setting them up to be in this heel strike and get used to that, which ultimately can cause problems down the way. Oh, I'd say about 10 years ago, the minimalist movement came in and the five finger shoes came out. They were a huge hit um, for a lot of people. Now that's kind of calmed down a little bit in terms of you don't see it everywhere all the time. But at the same time, there are a lot more options out there when it comes to more of a minimalist or a zero drop shoe or even just a small drop shoe. And so the short answer, I, I believe, is you don't have to go straight to a minimalist shoe if that's something you've never done and you've been used to wearing normal tennis shoes for your, the duration of your life. I think going drastically from one to the other can ultimately cause more problems than you're potentially going to fix, and it has to be a progression. But that's something you can kind of start working towards is looking for shoes that still have some cushion um, but are more of a zero drop or so that by that I mean from heel to toe, how much does it decline from the heel being higher to the forefoot being wherever it is. So there are zero drops, so there's no change. It's literally a flat shoe. One good example of that is like the Chuck Taylor. It is just a solid rubber sole and that is a zero drop. And then, depending on who you ask, going up to like a 0.4 millimeter drop also kind of falls in the line of that small drop shoe. Again, going cold turkey and going from wearing something like a Hoka shoe that has very thick padding throughout the whole sole to a five-finger shoe and trying to run the same way is probably not going to go very well and you're going to cause yourself more problems. And so again, it's that looking at that progression of decreasing a little bit of that um, incline that can be in shoes and then really kind of slowly working in into your daily life. So if you're a runner, maybe not doing your running in new shoes right away, but walking around in different shoes during the day. Honestly, one really good way to start is when you're at home. Try and be as barefoot as much as you possibly can just walking around your house. If you can have the ability to, depending on where you live, getting out in the yard in barefoot, in the grass, just allowing your foot to more naturally spread out throughout the night or throughout the day um, to help you go and really start engaging those muscles in your foot to help do what they need to do throughout the day to kind of awaken them, if you will, as you start working your way back. Other things you can look at, shoes with a wider toe box can really help your shoes, uh, your feet feel a whole lot better. If you look at a lot of the shoes we wear, they don't seem to actually be designed in the same way as our foot, where it's a little, maybe a little more snug at the heel and then actually should come up towards the forefoot and actually get a little wider to wrap around a lot of our shoes, especially dress shoes, most definitely dress shoes, actually cram your toes and your forefoot together and it gets a little bit more pointed and comes to a point i.e the wingtip or look at some heels but even you know tennis shoes 
do that as well. So finding shoes that have a wide toe box, that could be something that's made a little bit more out of a fabric. Um, no affiliation with them, but the Hey Dude brand of shoes, uh, I wear as much as I can, allow my foot to expand within the way that the shoe is built. Um, Altas are also a great shoe for that. Uh, Reeboks CrossFit shoes have kind of gone in and out. They've done different variations, but some of the earlier versions of the Nanos are zero drop and have a wider toe box. So those are all good places to start looking there. And then I don't have any brands off the top of my head, but there are some dress shoes that have looked to go this option as well that um, can be really useful. What about orthotics? If you go to somebody and they say you really need some orthotics, you really need some arch support because that's causing a lot of your pain through your foot, which can be going up your shins into your knees. Absolutely, there is a time and a place, but that's the importance of finding someone who's not just trying to sell you a pair of orthotics, no matter what their cost is, but actually trying to figure out is there a way to utilize those to help you get the results you're looking for. When it comes to pain relief, better function, um, getting a good structure within your foot, those are always really important. Um, we did a couple ep- or an episode with... Um, a guy named Sean from Extreme Footworks, episode 66. Also have a bunch of clinical insights, which are all on YouTube, and we'll get those up on the website, where he's just talking about different things with um, feet. He does custom orthotics, but he's going to walk you through a full evaluation and truly figure out what's going on with you before he's going to put you in those orthotics. And he really recommends avoiding some of the quote-unquote cookie cutter uh, orthotics fitting where they're just giving you one that they think is going to work for you it's not actually custom to you so is it truly addressing the problem or is it just making its best guess Um, highly recommend checking those out would also recommend don't bypass the rehab or prehab portion of that again walking around barefoot but there are some short foot exercises Uh, there are this toe yoga um And a lot of things you can do for your feet and lower legs that if you can get those muscles to work again to help functionally and dynamically support your feet, those are going to pay off in the long run. It's just not as quick of a fix, but that can be a huge complement to utilizing an orthotic or some version of one to help kind of build everything back to getting into feeling better and maybe you can ultimately work out um, of that orthotic down the line if everything's feeling good. So to sum all that up again, do shoes matter? Yes, absolutely. But it's all within context, context and a bigger construct. Right place, right time. I have a couple pairs of dress shoes that I absolutely love. Do I know that they're not the most perfect thing for my foot because of what they crunch in my toes or whatever it may be, or it's got a decent sized lift on it. Yes. Do I still wear them? Absolutely. But try and combat that on the other side and finding ones that I like the style. I like the comfort that if I'm just more casual, really still help benefit my feet. Um, and for me personally, it's the Hey Dude shoes, uh, that really I'm a big fan of. But finding that balance and that construct is what's going to ultimately 
matter. I've been fortunate enough to not need orthotics. That could be something I'd look for down the line, but I'm hoping through doing these other things that that's not something I'm going to have to do. Um, so again, a couple quick recommendations on that. Some of the shoes, Ultra, New Balance has some good ones. There's a, a lot of other minimalist zero drop out there. I've never tried the five fingers, but I know some people that swear by them. If you go that way and you're a runner, please look at following a functional progression to get used to those and changing, potentially changing your running gait. Um, toe spreaders are really good for wearing to bed. They can help just open up your toes, help everything start getting back into a quote-unquote normal um, anatomical position. Those are a great and cheap investment for that. Um, but ultimately, if you're going to look to make this change, go slow, build it in, increase your time. Don't just switch one to the other. Again, you're going to have some interesting aches and pains and things that can come along with that. Um, but ultimately, in the long run, it's probably going to help your foot health out quite a bit, um, allowing your foot to be in its more natural, kind of spread out um, situation throughout the rest of your time. So with that, that's this clinical insight. Um, let us know if you've got thoughts, opinions. We know there's a lot of people that are fully minimist, minimalist, and that's fantastic. Um, and we all know there's some that just don't think it makes that big a difference and that's all good too it's just finding what works for you what's going to give you the best um, results that you're looking for so with that hope you enjoyed this clinical insight and we'll talk to you guys later